Welcome to the How Legends Are Made radio show, the fastest growing coaching show on the web. This is the podcast that teaches you how to achieve your dreams and live a legendary life. Today is the day you make your dreams happen. Booyah! Are you tired of watching other people achieve the success that you want? When you believe in you as much as you want others to believe in you, success is going to find you. Come on, you legendary maniacs. There's room for you at the top of the mountain. Stake your claim to a legendary life. Booyah. And now the voice of how legends are made radio. The man who believes everyone is destined to live a legendary life. Dan Blackbird. Booyah. Hello and welcome back to How Legends Are Made Radio. I'm Dan Blackburn. I'm your host. And today we are interviewing a very special guest. Now, I know I say that all of our guests are special, and they truly, truly are. Today we have someone special. We have a woman, a mother, a daughter, a beautiful wife, and she is supersonic special because she is my mom. So I'd like to welcome... Bev Millard to the show. Mom, Bev, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How does it feel to be interviewed by your your son, Dan, on the How Legends Are Made radio show? Well, really amazing. It's wonderful. After all, my youngest son interviewing me on the radio. It's very exciting. That's fantastic. So when I think of I mean, there's a lot of powerful women in our culture, in our society now. And when I think about, you know, what women went through in the in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s, you know, I think of you. I think of other women that I knew when I was young growing up. And what I wanted to do on today's interview to, to be a perspective from your era, from your generation, as you you learn and know and see what we all see now. But, of course, we don't and we didn't experience what you've experienced. So so I wanted to take you like way back, way back and talk a little bit, little bit about school and the education system is changing radically now. But what comes to mind for you when you think about going to school as a young girl in your hometown? Uh, back when I was going to school, uh, say starting elementary, um, I felt very safe. I never felt threatened in any way. Uh, there was no such thing, really, that I recall at all in school of bullying. Or um, It was uh, always a happy experience. We walked home for lunch, uh, the mile that everybody laughs at now that no one does anymore. Always went home for lunch and uh, felt very safe. And the same thing as we moved on to high school. It was uh, always pleasant. That's great. So you talk about high school. What would be something that you did in high school that um, that you love to do? Um, I went to a brand new high school uh, starting in grade 10, and um, we were very excited to find out there were squash courts. And uh, one of our favorite things to do, the girls, was to watch the guys from a big window up above play squash every lunch hour. So we would rush through our sandwiches and run to the squash court to see what was going on. 
And other things that were fun were always to go to the basketball games, going out to different schools. Uh, that was always a, lots of fun to take a bus and go together. And uh, that was part of my our enjoyment in high school. Mm, that's fantastic. I don't know how crazy I am about my mom watching the boys, but I guess I'll have to let that go. Um, what What do you remember most about your mom? Um, unfortunately, I lost my mom when I was very young. I was only nine. Um, I remember her, though, being very loving. Uh, I remember getting lots of hugs and uh, kisses, and uh, I remember her and Daddy dancing in the kitchen um, many times after supper, just having fun. So um, really happy memories. Mm. And what would you say was most important to her? Uh, definitely her family. She was very, very close to her mom, her sister. She lost a brother in World War II, which was absolutely devastating to her. Um, but uh, it was always family. It was uh, my dad and myself, uh, particularly being the closest family members. Mm. And then you so see you talk about your dad. So same questions. What do you remember most about him? Uh, I remember him being very fair, very strong individual. Um, I always had the greatest respect for him. Uh, and having lost my mom as young as I did, he was a wonderful fill-in for a mom as well as being a great dad. Uh, he got me through all my teenage years and uh, with, um, with lots of comfort, and uh, I felt very confident. He always was there for, to answer questions, and uh, he was a great man. Well, that's amazing because, you know, we hear a lot about what fathers were like, what the male figure was like, you know, years ago in the 40s and the 50s. And, you know, you hear stories about, you know, some mentality was that children were to be um, seen but not heard and certainly were not ever shown that gentle loving side uh, of of a dad it sounds like sounds like your dad or grandpa was uh certainly was was different than that yes he was very very conscientious too and very well aware of course of the different gender that uh, that i was that he was raising and uh he um back in those days men didn't go in lingerie shops uh, well there weren't any specific lingerie shops but in department stores but um I do remember when he felt that I was developing and uh, needing a little bit of uh, assistance uh, from a female. He took me into the department store and waved over um, a lady, sales lady, and told her that he thought that possibly that she could help better than he could and that he would just wait there (laughs) at the edge of the lingerie department until she got me set up with some underwear. So uh, that was uh, how caring he was and... uh, he certainly wasn't shy about uh, being, uh, I mean, he was very proper because he couldn't go in the department, but he certainly wasn't shy about making sure I was well looked after and felt confident about myself. Well, that's incredible. And then what, what do you remember most, uh, sort of what was the most important things What do you, from a character? Um, what was most important to him? Um, truthfulness. Um, he never, you know, could tolerate uh, deceit or um, anybody not being forthright. Um, he was um, 
Yeah, very fine, upstanding man. Much of it, very much a gentleman, always opening the doors for ladies, and uh, always. As a matter of fact, he used to back in the back in the 40s and 50s, men used to tip their hat uh, when they would see a lady uh, that they knew passing by. Um, he was really quite uh, quite a joy to have as a dad and an example of what a gentleman is. Mm, fantastic. So if if uh, if your mom and dad were here now, what message do you think they would have for you and uh, for me and for uh, for Mike? Um, I think in a, most ways or just about everything, I think they would feel uh, very ready to compliment all of us on uh, how we were conducting our lives. Um, I'm sure they are proud, proud, and tell us so of um, your accomplishments and uh, your brother Mike's and uh, and mine as well as uh, the wonderful years that we had together as we called ourselves the team, you and Mike and I, um, when I was raising you. Um, so, uh, yes, I think they, I know they would be very, uh, very happy to extend their their joy to us. Mm, that's nice. So what do you believe about yourself that helped you become successful and deal with the, you know, the inevitable challenges that you faced over your lifetime? Um, I think basically, uh, as I say, <clears throat> just as I was mentioning about my parents, they were both a very strong character, very loving, and um, they had a lot of faith in people. Um, I think that over the years, I have always been able to find either a friend or a, maybe distant, perhaps an aunt or an uncle, family member, who I could, um, you know, ask questions of if I felt a little unsure about things. I think basically, um, I'm sure it was all was my upbringing that always made me confident. I've read letters uh, that my dad had in his possession that he was getting from his sisters. Um, when I was raising you guys on my own, and they were saying, how is Bev managing? How is she? And I'm shocked to read those letters because I never thought that I was managing. managing. I just knew that we were doing things right and um, and things were smooth and uh, honest. We were all honest with one another. And uh, so as I say, uh, looking at letters like that, I find it amazing that anybody was worried at all about about the three of us hmm. yeah it's it, interesting when i when i speak and when i share my pillars of greatness program i talk about the power of our belief system and our belief system can either well it drives who we are but it can lead us in the direction of what we want and what we're aspiring to attract in our life or it can also pull us away from that so what what three beliefs do you think you learned at some point in your life that uh, that best shaped your life? Uh, well, I think the belief in in um, faithfulness in a marriage, for example, um, the belief, uh, the wonderful relationship I saw between my parents um, was. Um, a very strong factor. Um, 
also uh, my mom was um, in phys ed and she um, was very into healthy food uh, I mean, I when I was four years old, I was I had wheat germ stirred into my tomato juice. So, I think the other belief is the uh, the aspect of health and being aware of um, what a treasure our bodies are and um, how to look after ourselves. Um, that was a very strong uh, belief that I learned from my mom. And uh, thirdly, I think would be trust. Uh, trusting in friends and um, realizing as you grow up that some aren't as trustworthy as they seemed and uh, being able to switch channels and change your ideas and be flexible um, about things. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we, we look now at there are many, you know, women and men that are spending more time conscious of what they eat and how they live and, and choices they make around exercise and, and living that active, healthy lifestyle. So when your mom was preaching the value of wheat germ in your, uh, in your tomato juice and, and, you know, belief in healthy bodies, um, how old, how old would you have been? Oh, very small. I mean, I remember that, uh, uh, going with my mom to classes when she would give, um, exercise classes to ladies in the evenings uh, when we were living in Nova Scotia and uh, I would go along with her some evenings and uh, watch the proceedings and she often had talks about um, about nutrition. That's fantastic. So you know, so as you grow up and, and you lost your mom when you were nine and then you, you know, fortunately you have, you have a dad who, who is different than the norm um, for that era and you get to an age where you know you move on to the next chapter of your life and um, and children a couple of kids come along where you know where do you learn your beliefs and your style um, around parenting and the second part is how would you best describe your approach to parenting Well, I think that um, first off, uh, when I noticed people as my guys were little and uh, friends who had children around the same age, that they weren't somehow using common sense a lot of times. Um, So I was a very strong believer in doing things that I thought made sense. I would think it through and... uh, and try to, for example, tell my sons, for example, if I was disciplining them, that they should, um, I wanted them to understand that they're, that I was not perfect. And uh, there could be times when they might think that my decision was unfair and that they could speak to me about it later, obviously not start arguing with me at the time, but later that evening when they was listening to their prayers and putting them to bed, um, they could discuss things with me. So um, I think that that was a rather um, showing common sense, uh, just in case you're you should be second guessed, and uh, so you can discuss it. And uh, sorry, what was the second part of the question? And then, yeah, I mean, what what gave you this sort of the skills or the the uh, the ability to uh, to your parenting? 
Uh, I guess just the, the whole thing with the skills, as I say, I think a lot of it, as I say, was common sense. And uh, as far as the parenting, um, being confident in myself and um, always looking ahead as to, for example, in my case, uh, the two young men that I was raising, uh, that they were, could be developing into fine gentlemen. Uh, particularly the type that I had grown up with my dad. Um, and uh, so I think that the example that I had uh, of my dad uh, was um, a tremendous help there in, in building the strength I had um, and the visions I had for the future. Wow, that's that's great. So a few years go by, you were single for a number of years, and so let's fast forward so you meet the, this wonderful man, Bill Millard, uh, you've been married for how long? How long have you been married? Eighteen years now. Well, eighteen years. And um, when you think of Bill Millard, what do you? What comes to mind for you, and what best describes him? Um, a gentleman, uh, always there, opening the car door and and the doors, looking after the ladies that ladies he's with. Uh, and uh, kindness, um, understanding, and a great sense of humor. He laughs at me a lot, and that's fun. <laughs> that's fantastic. And what what message, if if Bill is listening, what message do you have for him that you always would like him to keep in mind? Uh, that he's my hero. I tell him that a lot, even if it's just fixing some little motor or something that I thought we had to throw out. Um, he's uh, very patient with things and he'll take things apart and, and uh, do his best to make them work. So I always tell him he's my hero. And he always says, oh, thank you, dear. <laughs> so he's, yeah. uh, we have fun together. And, uh, for That's example, when we, it's, it's humor. When we park, uh, when he parks the car, um, I always like to park in a spot where I can pull through the spot. And um, so when I leave, I'm coming out front instead of backing out. Um, and it gets more important, I think, as parking lots get more frantically busy. Um, and uh, he always finds a spot that he can pull through and sits there quietly, turns off the engine, looks at me and says, Now, dear, I always pull through because it's much safer when we leave. So he's <laughs> he's teasing me, but uh, it's always fun, and I know he's always going to be as, as conscientious uh, to be as safe as possible. Well, that's incredible. That's fantastic. I mean, it's interesting to see the relationship that you had with your dad and now it sounds that, you know, from being a gentleman and being, you know, being kind, it's very much what you found in, in Bill. And, you know, and I, and I talk a lot about that is that, you know, we create these habits and these rituals in our lives and this, it becomes sort of our natural flow. And the goal, of course, is, is to create rituals and, and habits that create warmth and create value and create prosperity in our lives because those, habits will play out, uh, you know, on their own or without us, you know, having to, to give much thought to them. So uh, we're, we're winding down. I have two more questions, and then we're going to do rapid fire, which will be just a series of questions, real quick answer. But before we get to that, what three words would you say best describe who you tried to be in your life and how you'd want to be remembered? Um, 
Well, a loving mother for a start, a um, loving wife, and a loyal friend. Wow, that's powerful. And then when you think about your two sons, so me and my brother Mike, um, you think about their careers and, and more than just their their vocation or their job, uh, but sort of really who they've grown into, who they've evolved into, um, what would you want them to focus on? Um, well, they're very much focused now, I, I would say, on, um, on being fair, uh, being kind men, conscientious, uh, responsible. Um, I just say, go for it, guys. Just keep on that. You're going in the right direction. <laughs> and I must, That's I great. must add too that uh, that the years when people ask me over the years, how was it raising the boys on your own? How were those were the best years? Wonderful, wonderful years. I I loved every minute of it, um, and uh, it was a, a great joy. Not a not a big effort at all. There was always honesty. We always knew where each other was. And we always kept in touch if we were traveling around the city even. Um, and then now, I've, as you mentioned earlier, I've moved on to this part of my life now, which my years with Bill are, I can just say, are wonderful years too. So I've been very blessed. That's mm, no, nice to hear. So... You know, and I know as a son and watching you grow and as we grew is that there were sacrifices that you made along the way. And I think that, um, you know, any of the parents that are listening now recognize that it is about sacrifices being fair and, and not having things so one-sided that either party's, you know, getting, getting the lion's share of, of the goodness and the love. Um, but I know for me, I, I, I always, I can say that, you know, and I think I speak for Mike too, is that we were always, it was always relatively balanced in in terms of, you know, who got what and who got the attention and, and the love and all those wonderful things. So, so it, um, I feel blessed and honored that you are not only on the show, but you're certainly my mom. And, and it's evident as I listen to your answers, how so many of those things, you know, you talk about your mom, it was family. Well, for me, one of my, you know, three values uh, is family as well. So I get that that's something that I've, I've uh, picked up and I've continued on in my, in my life. So, so before we do the final wrap, we're going to do rapid fire. So there are five questions. So just whatever the first answer, whatever pops into your mind, just, just sort of shout it out. Are you ready? Mm-hmm, ready. Okay. What do you think the world needs more of right now? Um, definitely um, understanding of different people's. What do you believe people want the most in life? I think probably to feel um, loved, which makes them feel secure. And what are you most proud of in your life? My two sons, for sure, um, and uh, my current marriage. What message would you like to share with your family? Just prayers that uh, we all have continued good health, and uh, which is so vitally important and um, that we carry on um, being respectful of one another and uh, enjoying one another's company as often as we can. And then finally, what are you most thankful for? My health. 
fantastic. Because without that, I couldn't have accomplished any of the other things that we've just discussed. So that is a huge mm-hmm. blessing. Yeah, I often say to people that we don't realize the value of our health until we don't have it. That's so true, yes. Okay, well, Mom, that uh, that brings it to uh, to a close. I want to thank you for uh, spending just about a half an hour with us and uh, I'm grateful that you came on and, and, you know, as I called you and said, hey, you know, I'd like to interview you and, you know, I have some questions and you were skeptical and you thought, geez, you know, what, what am I getting set up for? So thanks for, uh, for playing oh, along. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. And uh, as always, I love you a lot. And um, to everybody listening, uh, remember to go to howlegendsaremade.ca and download not only this, interview but the other interviews i've done with people as well as my regular podcasts and like i always say remember to dream plan and execute your way to an amazingly legendary life booyah love you dan love you too thank you for listening to how legends are made with dan blackbird do you want to hear more from dan Go to howlegendsaremade.ca and subscribe to the How Legends Are Made iTunes channel. And remember to leave a comment so Dan knows you're listening.